Welcome to Light Trees and News, everyone. Episode two, pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. Mm. Rachel and Chloe are back with me. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? Uh, we are excited to be here. Sorry, I'm speaking for Chloe, who yeah. is just dancing. <laughs> Chloe is just dancing at yeah. this point. Um, I love it. Thank you so I much. I love when you enter a nonverbal <laughs> phase of dancing on my podcast. Thank you. It makes so much sense for Perfect. an audio well, show. I feel like people can, they're listening, but they like get the vibe. Right. Know? Oh, yeah. No, uh, everybody's picking up on what you're throwing down. Uh, we got it. Guys. Bye. Go. Oh, I was about to plug something for you. Is that oh, okay? Absolutely. I was going to say, but if you're a $10 a month member <laughs> on Fridays, you get the visual bar. <gasps> Rachel, oh, that was such a good plug. Thank you. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, if you haven't checked out the new website, please do so. Lighttreason.news. You can see all of the memberships there. And as Rachel so excellently just pointed out, yeah, $10 a month members and higher on Friday, you will get a special access to a video pod. So you'll get to see us. And I'll be honest with you, we're very entertaining, if you can see oh, us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, there's a lot that goes on behind yeah. the voice. Uh, a lot of us are trained stage performers. Yes. So we are very um, visual people. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm naked. All the time. Yeah, and we, I've asked her not to be. Yeah. And she is not listening to me. Well, on the other side, I always ask Rachel to be naked. So she's picking <laughs> back and forth. Chloe's constantly demanding that we all get naked. <laughs> and frankly i love it she Ooh. walks into the room and says boobs out <laughs> yes. it's out <laughs> uh so guys if you missed episode one of light treason uh please go back listen to that but i'll just do a quick recap of what this show is about um it's usually three sections we talk about pop culture in the beginning on mondays there's an interview so go back to yesterday's episode and listen to my interview with mitski it's a good one uh. What a gem. Yep. Uh, she is wonderful. And then uh, on Wednesdays, so tomorrow's episode, we do characters. Ooh, You're going to hear from ooh. two weird characters. <laughs> ooh, I'm excited to hear who it will be. Oh, who yeah. is it? I bet they're great. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then uh, Tuesday, which is today, this episode, uh, it's just an episode, guys. Oh, you yeah. know, because uh, I don't want to overwhelm you with awesomeness. Hell yeah. And uh, so we'll I mean, talk we'll about still be awesome. Well, we're still going to be awesome. Undeniably. So we'll talk about um, uh, bad news mm-hmm. and then good news to end the episode yes. to send you off with a smile on your face. And listen, sometimes that good news is me going to be uh, I'll try to make the best of a bad situation. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but it'll still be good news. It'll still make you feel good by the time you leave. But. Before we get to news stuff, mm-hmm. let's talk about that pop culture. Ooh. Let's talk about pop culture, baby. So, guys, what do you got? What uh, what have you been watching, reading, listening to? Man, I'm still reading the same book, Sex at Dawn. It keeps getting better. Really? Oh, it's so fucking interesting. And I want to read I it. Like, I will loan it to you immediately after I finish. So for people who don't know, what is it about? So uh, it is a it's like an exploration into human sexuality and kind of our the assumptions we make about, quote unquote, how humans behave versus the science and the research that backs it up and the mistaken like assumptions we've made about different studies that have happened and so like what the like one of the most interesting things like 
I just read was like, uh, like how, so, like if someone like is having a ton of sex, you're like, Oh my God, they're an animal or something like that. Yeah. Right. It's like, if we're being accurate, it's flipped and like almost every other animal, like, so we come from like chimps and like yeah. ape family that every, almost every other one is like, um, wait, fuck. I lost my train of thought. What am Constantly I trying to say? having sex? Basically, it's the f- it's it's flipped. weird if you're not. It's like sex. if you're n- so humans. So you're attacking me right now. So ba- no, no, no. It's the opposite. No. Like you, I would call you if you're not having a lot of sex, you're being an animal. Is what it would be the oh, accurate way to say it. Interesting. Because does that make? Did I say that? Yes. Because okay. there's a misconception that animals are always fucking. Yes. Thank you. But they only will. But animals are only fucking like yeah. once during like the part of their cycle i think like, one of the most it. exciting parts of the study of sexuality right now is how we're learning that there's no normal amount to have sex mm-hmm. and the, i mean how many issues of cosmo have been devoted Ugh. to shaming women if they yeah. have low libidos or whatever even if they don't have low libidos they don't want to have sex with their husband for yeah. some reason it's like you're not normal yeah um or you have to you know, be emotionally connected to someone. Exactly. And there's different kinds of sexuality and there's different, um, people are turned on by different uh-huh. things. Yeah. Like a, maybe a deep personal connection with someone. Or a burger. <laughs> <laughs> or they make a mean if, burger. If somebody feeds me, I'm fucking them. Right. <laughs> you know, that's my rule. That's foreplay. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think that's one of the things that we're still just on the like cusp of figuring yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh my God, drugging women be- mm. to get to make their libido more like a man's libido and or honestly if even men too who aren't you know popping boners every now oh, like, and like the deep shame associated yeah. with that. i i know quite a few guys who have low libidos and they yeah. they have been made to feel fucking weird by society because they don't want to fuck constantly yeah, it's okay. and it's like listen everybody's fine there is no normal. No. Don't feel shame. Snaps to that. Do, do it when you want. If you never want to do it, it's okay. If you yeah. want. Yeah. With whoever. If there's consent. Uh, yes. yes. Always consent. Um, this portion of the show is for our ace people. Yes. <laughs> We're like, yeah. Yes. Like they just pulled over the car and they're like, fuck yeah. Finally. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. God bless. Uh, that sounds really interesting yeah. though. But um, yeah, I wish I could have explained that more like concisely, but. Yeah, really? you did but fine. It's, you did great. So yeah. I'll keep plugging it till I finish. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the third week. Yeah. Chloe's plugged this book. I gotta oh, check it, keeps it out. Getting better. Yes, Rachel. I have a controversial <gasps> viewing. I don't know how do I feel about it. Great, but I'm we call it. these sometimes an anti wreck. But it's Ooh. not even an anti wreck because okay. I'm enjoying it. Okay. okay. But I feel like I shouldn't be enjoying it. Totally and fine. I'm watching it with a very critical eye Great. and trying to figure out if it's bad or if it's good. Love it. Is so it it's an, I haven't figured it out, Rec. Okay. Um, but like let's a, talk about it. Is it like a it. guilty yeah. pleasure kind of thing? No. Okay. It's, it's, it sounds like it's maybe problematic. Okay. It's pr- oh, gotcha. Yeah, th- that's what I think. And it's like, it's so interesting because I'm very interested if you I have... I thought you were going to say because I'm very interesting. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm very interesting. I'm fun. You are. I'm all those things. available for the weekends. Yay. Um, uh, sorry, Penny just, <laughs> just rose from the ashes <laughs> in the most dramatic way. For new listeners of the show... I have two little cats named oh. Desmond and Penny, and sometimes my little girl cat, Penny, 
perches on the bookcase above my head and it looks like and this will happen one day and this will be the way i die she's going to swan dive onto my head it's insane an old fortune teller told me that's how i'm gonna go and i was like yeah okay my little girl cat right onto my head (laughs) it was rachel in disguise i was like these details are specific she knew my cat's name and then she said i'll see you at improv practice (laughs) Uh, um what's your problematic record it's girls incarcerated okay so I'm very interested in human interest pieces. Um, docu-series, doc, mm. like, gets me going. That sounds disgusting, but it's <laughs> okay. intellectually. Um, I, f- I find it fascinating, especially when it's in a very, like, it's in a world that I don't know. Right. Um, and something that I'm, like, curious about, which, I mean, I guess is the intention of a doc series. What is this um, on? It's on Netflix. Okay. Oh. Um so the the intention is that it follows um, girls in a juvenile detention center, um, and it's a campus. So they're they're getting education, it, and the reason why I feel icky icky about yeah. it is I don't know if these girls are being exploited. Like it like feels they're not being compensated. Obviously, yeah, they're not yeah. being compensated. Um, I do think it's important to show what happens behind. These doors and the thing, the like thing, how, <coughs> let me, uh, sorry, not to cut you off. No. But like how is it maximum security? No, like it's so, a juvie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's there. It doesn't, I had a view of juvie that was different. Mm. The uh, Madison County, mm, I don't know what the name of the facility is that they're in. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the best or like it's deemed one of the best. Ooh. So my my view of what Juvie was, which I didn't know anything about, this is very different. So I don't know if it's representing. See, that creeps me out a little bit because it almost feels like propaganda. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm, that's where my head's at is like, is this propaganda about how they're doing? But for me, on the flip side of the coin, yeah. the... Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> it's it's about the girls and the girls' stories. So I was we're just like, gonna say do they get them. to tell it, their human, own stories? Yeah, it's okay. it almost solely focuses on the girls, but okay. then there's also the people at the facility that genuinely like there's a lot of they don't show anyone that doesn't have the girl's best interest at See, heart, yeah. which is why I'm uncomfortable with it. And yeah. then what but freaks like, me out about that is obviously sexual abuse of yeah. yeah. Prisoners is a huge problem. Uh even in juvie, you know, yeah. like, and it, what would worry me about that, and I should say I haven't seen it, so this yeah. is me yeah. commenting blindly on something, uh, but what would worry me about that is someone watching it and thinking, oh, this, is good. this represents every juvenile detention facility in the country, and it's like, no, no, this is a, an outlier. And I right. think if the intent is, so I think it, the way that I'm perceiving it is like the intent is to show that if there's investments made in these facilities and if you have the right people doing there, they can make actual good for these girls who, and then this is the other half of it, truly want to make their lives better and who are coming from situations that a lot of times are out of their control. There's a girl there who, be so some of them don't have a set release date Mm. and it's like, once they've like gone through their program, whether it's like rehabilitation um, or counseling, 
then they are released. Some of them do have a set release date. She has served her time, but her parents will not pick her up. Oh, wow. So she's Holy stuck. shit. Because she's not being able to get placed anywhere. Right. And so this is the like the only support this girl has. And she calls, like, like their counselor that they have is the sweetest woman, and she actually... This isn't spoiling anything because it's a doc. Um, but she like leaves and goes and gets her master's. And the girl's talking about her. And she's like, she's been my mom for the last two oh, years. That's so sad. And it, it is really inspiring to see the drive of these girls who are coming from situations. Like there was a girl who was, um, this was actually a big news story. And she happened to be in the, the center. She was forced on a drug binge. Like she was forced. Ugh to consume yeah. drugs for like I think it was like eight days or like something Ugh, insane what? yeah and the repercussions of that and her distrust of everyone and yeah yeah <laughs> to their core they they want to be better and they don't want to be in the situation so, they're in. alt pitch yeah because like from what I'm hearing from you is that these are really great girls who were just failed by society and don't have like a safety net to catch them mm-hmm. is that we should abolish prisons and give these girls resources <laughs> yes 100 percent. and and i think i think the the point of the doc is that this specific center mm. all of their programs and all of the what they're doing there is giving them the tools they need to cope when they go back into the real but world what sucks is while they're in prison right. like if yes. we could give them these tools like if this was some kind of like community center or like junior college and these girls were treated because even if you treat someone with the most respect you can give them they're still in jail well and the thing that made me really uncomfortable was that Mm. they still have a version of solitary nope that's torture yeah Yeah. and it (sighs) they they touched on it once and that that's when i really was like unsettled you get Um, to like that's when you peered behind the curtain and you were like, oh, this There's isn't other things going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it, I mean, the punishment, what, I mean, this, the girl, I mean, they're teenage girls, which is another, a whole nother layer to it. Like, yeah, of yeah. course there's going to be drama, but she did a very bad thing, but I don't think that the, like, while they were there, like fighting, um, but I don't think the solution is, to be alone for yeah, three days. Yeah, if the oh. argument is that prison is meant to reform people, which I think you could poke holes in that pretty easily. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Solitary doesn't improve anything. No. In fact, it <coughs> deteriorates it's, people's mental yeah, health. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's so damaging. And especially for minors. Uh, there was just a big debate in New York City about getting rid of solitary confinement for minors at Rikers. Yeah. It, uh, which is just like, insane that you would like i mean it's torture to do that to anybody but to yeah. put a child in solitary confinement is like that when they're that those are their formative years and their brains are still forming it's like you can't cut them off You've, yeah from and people. i understand ruining like this kid, yeah, kid. Ruining them, yeah. yeah like i understand separating people from an altercation and yeah. like <laughs> removing them from a situation but not forcing them to be alone right. in a tiny room with nothing to stare at but a wall um, cause that, I mean, and some of the girls say like, it makes you go crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, I'm watching it with hesitance and I'm watching it with a very critical lens, mm. which I think is like the right mindset to be in. But I do find it really interesting. And in, mo- in most episodes, they show girls who go home in their after story, like mm. their story after. And some people fall back into the same stuff and end up sure. going back again. But 
the stories of the girls who take it. That's another thing where it's like, if prison is meant to reform people, which again, I'm putting that in giant air quotes, Mm -hmm. repeat offenders are a pretty clear indication that prison doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's hard, it's hard to, because while they're in mad, while they're in the juvenile detention center, they are surrounded by people who are going through the same programs. They're not being tempted by drugs. They're not being tempted by the situations that they might be thrown back into. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're going to counseling to try to get the tools to be able to do that. But when that's your life, I think a, a lot of the girls, those tools that work so well for them while they're in this isolated community don't work for them in the real world. Right. Which is why and I mean, giving them the tools in the real world is more valuable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's part of the problem, too. Even if you have like job training and whatever that looks like in prison, because it's like. What does that mean? They're making license plates? Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- I mean, yeah. <laughs> like once they enter the real world, that is still a traumatic shift. Yeah. And yeah. then they're they're not given tools or resources. They're just kicked back into the regular world. And it's like, cool, well, I can't find a job. I don't qualify for a lot of state assistance because now I have a record. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know that. In some states, you can't get like public housing if you have yep. a record or something like that. So what is there left to do? Yeah. I guess I'll start criming again. You know, criming. Especially, when, especially when you've been in this place, you leave and you want to, you want a community again. Yeah. So you're, you're going to fall back thing to do is to fall back into your old group of friends. Go hang out with your friends. Yep. Yeah. 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 Most likely are into drugs and alcohol and the things that got you that, in there. Yep. Criming. But anyway, um, I think it's a, it's an interesting discussion to be had and there's part of me that sees both sides of it and I still don't know how I feel. Yeah. So totally. No, I, I like those wrecks where people feel conflicted and they're like, Do I like this? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Love good dialogue. Uh ask me about Jessica Jones season two. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. Okay, that's my my resolution for the next like You'll month watch is it. to watch one and two. I didn't watch the first season. Oh, okay. So I'm very curious to hear your feelings on it, Chloe, because okay. I loved season one. Okay. David Tennant's I mean, in season one. It's like one. any show with a badass like female lead. Ooh, I'm she's so head good. And first let me diving say, in. As much as I didn't enjoy season two, she is Jessica Jones. Yes. Mm. I can't imagine anybody else playing her. It wouldn't be a good show without her. So I'll, I'll say that. But season one is so good okay. that I knew season two couldn't live up to it. But yeah. season two, I have a lot of issues with season two. Oh. So Will you keep watching it? If yeah. there's a season oh, three, okay, okay, hundred okay, okay. percent. It w- it wasn't bad enough where I was like, I forget season one. Yeah, like I'll, season I'll one was so that. intense. Season one was so good though. I'm like, I'll stay with this show. I, I should say that super super triggering. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you are a sexual assault survivor, um, that's what season one deals with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Jones was um, held hostage and raped by a dude. Um, and like was in a really unhealthy coercive relationship with him and he's a main figure in season one yeah played by the brilliant david tennant um who is the only guy who could have played that character and made it watchable um but it's handled masterfully it really is Mm -hmm. and and trisha and jessica's relationship in the first season is wonderful and Mm -hmm. i've never seen like a female friendship portrayed like that is it do you know if the right writers are female it has it seems like it would be a female driven 
Um, so for, for season two, um, they're all female directors. Okay. Um, the writers, I, I, don't I, I honestly writers. don't know. Yeah. Mm. I'd have to check. I am DB. I am DB. So, guys, that's mm-hmm. the pop culture section. Now it's time for the news. News, 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 news. As always, let's start with the bad. Because it's necessary, guys. Yeah. I know nobody wants to talk about it. No one wants to hear about it. But mm. what if it's done in a charming, interesting way? We're Ooh, charming. Huh? We're interesting. We're a way. <laughs> <laughs> we are one way of many. Yeah. So, uh, guys, let's let's talk about the NRA. Mm. This is why it's the bad news. <laughs> because uh, we don't like the NRA. Um, Chloe just did a big thumbs down, which oh, again, oh, also great still for have a visual my show. stamp from <laughs> the bar last night. That is a thumbs down. Oh, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, it's I a little my thumb hand too. Uh, we went to Stonewall. It was crazy. Uh, so yeah, the NRA, which is behaving um, like a terrorist organization, mm-hmm. a- has become an institution that <laughs> literally follows around gun violence victims. And mocks and belittles them. And that's what they do. So that's cool. Uh, and that's, of course, immediately what they did in the aftermath of the Parkland massacre. They started trying to dismiss and mock the students who very earnestly were trying to say, hey, you mean the actors? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot that. That yeah. they're all hired actors. Yes, yeah. all of Just them. Just a real conspiracy theory that many people mm. believe which is absurd uh, that they are hired actors, probably paid by George Soros. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we shouldn't take them seriously. Mm-hmm. David Hogg is a plant from the FBI. Yeah. Oh, well, he's a brilliant actor. <laughs> he really is. He's, he's selling it. This kid's selling it. I want to see him with Streep. Uh, Emma Gonzalez should get a fucking Oscar. Oh, Hell yeah. She's a great actress. She, God, cries she a has lot. committed. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we talked on yesterday's episode about the March for Our Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so the NRA, obviously, this is really poorly worded Huffington Post. It says NRA takes aim. Uh, That's like not the place for a pun. You no, know, I, that feels unintentional. How does it get, it has to go through a couple levels Whoops. of review. Yeah. Um, so the NRA was criticizing the March for Our Lives rally and uh, mocking the gun violence survivors and portraying them. And this is a quote as gun-hating billionaires and Hollywood elites who are manipulating and exploiting children. Oh, you know. (laughs) Go ahead, Chloe. My jaw is (laughs) dropped. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's so condescending and insulting to these kids to say that, oh, you can't possibly be intelligent enough to realize that you're classmates were gunned down in front of you and you don't want to die in the future uh, by gun violence. You're so stupid. These aren't kids campaigning for pizza on Friday. You know what I mean? <laughs> like 
this is serious issues that impact not only their daily lives and their safety, but the safety of everyone. And we're at a crossroads in our society. And I thought after Sandy Hook, that was our crossroads. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, that I was like, oh, dead babies. Surely people will see dead babies. And I, I'm sorry, dead white babies because they mm-hmm. haven't they have cared about children of color ever and gun violence in this country. But white kids white babies surely nope no (laughs) no it's it's but i I finally feel like we're at the point now where something is gonna have to change i mean i think that every time the only reason i'm optimistic about that's right i'm being optimistic in the bad news section (laughs) the only reason i'm optimistic this time is these kids are so smart and so organized and so woke and so know their shit. Yes. Like, I remember a reporter was at one of these <laughs> rallies. I forget which school it was. But this reporter shows up and there are middle schoolers there. And they have a press packet prepared. I God. And it's in like kid handwriting <sighs> where they're like, here are some of the questions you probably have. Here's why we're doing this. That's a press packet. They train adults how to put those together at events like that. So the media, it's very easily, it's very easy for them to put it in an article and all their questions are answered. They had a press packet ready. So <sighs> the right looks at that and they're like, oh, they must have an adult co- coaching mm-hmm. them. I look at that and I'm like, these kids just know their shit. And I'm sorry. Also, if there is an adult that's providing them with like guidance and mentorship, like that's okay too. Education. (laughs) That's what it, no, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Especially what it, that's like what education is. Well, especially if a group of kids, if, if they want to do something and they don't quite know how to do it, they go to adults. Yeah. They go to their teachers and they're like, how can we do this? And if an adult helps them, then Rachel's 100% right. That's just a fucking education. And it could be of their own volition. Like, they could be going with, that's their intent, and they want to yeah. do it, and they, they might not know how, how to execute yeah. it. Exactly. Like, who the fuck yeah. cares? Right. It's not an adult locking them in a room yeah. saying, brainwashing all them. right, little children, we're going to read the Bible, and we're going to talk about, like, X, Y, Z. Sorry, I hate to do that accent when I'm talking about writing <laughs> things. That's so stupid. Yeah, but they're not clockwork oranging them. They're not, yeah. like, strapping no. them to a table and, like, forcing them to watch MSNBC. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. It's uh, C- Wait, what the fuck is the <laughs> network? CSN? No, but this CNN. is CNN. CNN. There we go. <laughs> uh, no, I'm hey, thrilled. Hey, I got two hours CBS? of sleep. CBS? <laughs> I'm thrilled you can remember CNN's uh, <laughs> name on the show. Thank you so much. Um, I was going to, God, I hate to do this, but I'm also a little optimistic Uh-oh. in the bad news. Just like <laughs> the, it's just, I, I think just like from the amount of like people who have showed up for these marches, like kids. Yeah. They are the majority, and whether older generations like it or not, they're gonna be older and they're gonna vote, and they will be voting people out. And it's, yeah. I, I think can't we have wait. to be cautious because everybody lives in a bubble, right? Mm. So yes. for us yeah. sitting here, we live in our liberal bubble, so we feel totally. like Emma Gonzalez and and David Hogg and and all of those kids uh, are the majority. But there are yeah. millions and millions and <sighs> millions of people who not only disagree with them, hate, hate. these kids, yeah. and think they're actors and think they're traitors. There's yes. an image that has been circulating today Mm-mm. that's a photo manip, a manipulation yes. of <laughs> Emma Gonzalez. She's tearing, the real photo is she's tearing up 
um, uh, NRA poster mm-hmm. and someone has photoshopped it to be the Constitution and the right wing media is sharing yeah. it like it's real. Yeah. Well, because why would you question? Right, right, yeah, it's right. A picture. Which of is course, actual it's real. Fake news. God. And they've also, and this is really creepy, photoshopped her face, so she looks tired, and they widened her nose, so she looks more ethnic, if you will. I hate yeah. everyone. Yeah, and I mean, Trump is constantly screaming like a baby about fake news. That's actually fake Literal news. Literal fake news. <laughs> you changed Literal. this young woman's appearance. So she looks like she's tearing up the Constitution. Which, by the way, there's a lot of fucked up shit in the Constitution. Oh, I'm not you mean the thing the we con- wrote 300 years ago? Maybe <laughs> isn't applicable? I don't know. Is that okay. crazy? I don't know. Uh, but a lot of people are using it to portray her as a traitor to the country, which could potentially endanger her life. Because, uh, yeah. you know, some... Gun nut sees that. Yeah, because she's mm-hmm. literally speaking against the scary people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's brave. It's inspiring. I am scared for what she has to face. Yeah. And I am scared for the unstable gun owners in the world to, who, I mean, I am, I am someone who, and I, this is not easy for me to admit, but I have never been to, a march because I am terrified of being shot. Um, Genuinely. Oh, no, I I have so many friends who don't go see movies anymore, who don't go to concerts anymore because they're afraid of being shot. Yeah, my sister won't come to the city because she's scared of people. Yeah, when I was moving here, that was like my number one fear was being in like group big groups like i haven't i didn't go to pride because although i will say fuck knock on wood um the reason that gun violence has gone down in new york city is because state legislature uh state lawmakers got very serious about um stopping guns from coming in out of state Mm. which is a huge part of the reason there's gun violence in chicago to the magnitude it it is because people are the rights always like gun regulation so strong in Chicago and they still have gun violence. It's like, right. Cause these guns are coming in from Indiana. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was happening in New York. They were coming in from Pennsylvania mm. and Bloomberg got very strict with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not fangirling Bloomberg. <laughs> Lots of problems with him, but that was part of the reason that there were also some incidences of people getting shot on the subway, which was super scary yeah. for everyone. Yeah. What a nightmare situation. You're trapped on a train with someone with a gun. So people got really like motivated to cut down on the guns in yeah. the city. Um, and, and thankfully that was pretty successful. Um, but last night in Stonewall, I thought about it. Where I, I was like, I kept looking for the emergency exit because yep. I, I thought of Pulse. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was at Stonewall the night Pulse happened. Ugh. And I like walked out of the bar to see that a, like it could have just as easily have been yeah. where I was. Yeah. Um, really scary, especially because like I talked about this with Charles, but Stonewall is so old. There's like no quick way to get out of there. If you're upstairs, we, like what the fuck? You yeah, there anything. is a door, but it's like, it, it would just be such a nightmare. Like, thinking about that is like, yeah. God. Um, so, speaking of the NRA, there is a host of NRA TV, that exists, everybody. Oh, my God. Named, and I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, Colin Noir, but it's spelled C-O-L-I-O-N, like Colin Noir. Colin Noir. 
uh, Collion Noir, maybe? Pinot Noir? So. <laughs> Pinot Noir? Pinot. Uh, call him Colin. Who was mocking the Parkland teens and said, no one would know your names if, the cla- if your classmates were still alive. So basically saying, and by the way, too, and I think this is important to I mention, <laughs> um, because Fox News has been doing this as well, he's a black man hired by the NRA to say this shit. Yes. Because they don't want to be perceived as white, mm-hmm. right-wing <laughs> extremists. So they hire people of color to say this stuff. And people take their money and do it. Mm. So, yeah, he was saying, basically accusing them of being fame-hungry. Yes. Which is insane. I just, you yeah. know, I always prefer to get famous by um, hoping my friends die in a bloody massacre mm-hmm. in front of me. Yeah. Like, I just got my fingers crossed yep. for it. Oh, yeah. Like, you're monsters. It's, like, uh, mon- how can you say this about anyone, let alone kids? Just, that devalidates any of the pain, like, it, it, that they're going through, which is insane. And quite frankly, like, I have a lot of issues with how the media treats Rachel's lying down like she's in therapy. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is so it like this whole issue is so close to home. Yeah, that like it's yeah. it's it's in, it's insane. If you haven't heard on the show before, uh, my family friend who I grew up with um, uh, was killed in the Aurora, Colorado shooting when he was protecting his girlfriend um, Amanda during the shooting, um, which is insane to like not be able to have people over at your house because there are news vans parked outside trying to get a clip of you crying. Like that's insane. My dad had to scream at people just because his younger brother was staying at my house uh, because everyone's families were out of town while this happened um, so that he could go back to his house and get clothes. Um, So I have a lot of problems with um, people who, people's personal lives who are grieving and and victims and families of victims who are grieving uh being i don't know they're exploited yes exploited thank you and the fact that these kids can on their own accord get their shit together by the way aren't millennials constantly accused of being apathetic yes Mm -hmm. so but you also have a problem with when they organize and fight for change. Yeah. Yes. So what the fuck are they supposed to do? I'm sorry. I'm confused. Sit oh, I'm and read sorry. the Bible. Just sit at home and read the Bible. That's Be it. productive in a godly That's way. That's right. That's the way to do it. And but polish it's your like, gun. <laughs> it's, it's so frustrating because they're, they're fighting with such complex feelings. And yeah. th- they're powering through it and embracing it and making change. And honestly, yeah. I'm just, I'm in awe that they can do this even though they're grieving. I was just going to say, like, and I'm, the worst thing that could have happened just happened in front of them. Yes, that's the mm-hmm. other thing. It's not just two people they know. No, it's that you are in the situation and it's grappling with the fact that that could have been me. It's time and place. And it might be me. That like, yeah. Emma ended her speech by saying something about like a hope there you have to fight otherwise someone will have to fight for you yeah what she's saying is if you die 
by gun violence, like the situation Someone's she's hit, in, yes, yes. Yeah. So they'll they'll have to be a next Emma Gonzalez, yes. and that's what these kids are fighting for. That like they want it to stop. Yeah, where it's like everyone has been affected by this, and we're gonna get to the point where everyone will have either died themselves in gun violence mm-hmm. or know someone who died mm-hmm. in gun violence. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's sick. So um, the last bit of the bad news segment I wanted to get to. Killer Mike. Man, I love Killer Mike. I Run don't the know. jewels. Okay, he's a rapper. Okay. I can explain this to you. <laughs> he's a rapper. Uh, he, he got very popular during the Bernie Sanders campaign because okay. he was... Um, he was advocating for him uh, as to be president and um, killer Mike's a really smart dude, very talented, but he fucked up recently. Uh. He did uh, an interview with the NRA, which first and foremost, come on, Mike, Mm, they're a terrorist organization. They're racist. They don't give a shit about black people, but I think he was um, trying to find middle ground with the NRA and, Uh. and talked about something with, that I, I understand what he's saying, which is he was saying that um, black people should be armed because um, the government's not looking out for them. Okay. Frequently, the police aren't looking out for them. It is a very, very tricky subject that I've talked about a lot. Um, there's a great book that I encourage everyone to read called This Nonviolent Stuff Will Get You Killed about the role armed resistance has played in every social movement since mm-hmm. the beginning of time and the the debate if this is a gross oversimplification but between like the mlks and the malcolm x's mm. and how frequently they they both exist and they both help push the movement forward mm-hmm. and how <clears throat> when black organizers went to the south they met black people who were like we have guns mm-hmm. and the MLK supporter said, well, you have to get rid of your guns because we're about nonviolence. Mm-hmm. And they said, see, we can't do that because then the Klan rolls up to our house and kills us. Mm-hmm. So we got to sit out front with our guns and we're going to do that. And they eventually were sort of like, okay, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I understand what Killer Mike was saying. H- however, having said that, the NRA, like I said, they try to hire black hosts to spout their bullshit. Mm-hmm. They were using him. They were yeah. absolutely were using Killer Mike. And he wouldn't back down when confronted with it. And it's like, listen, I understand what you were doing, but don't legitimize the NRA by trying to find some bullshit middle ground. Mm -mm. They're a racist institution. Mm -hmm. They don't care about black lives. Mm -hmm. They cannot have, they can't make it more clear that they don't care about black lives. Um, And it just, it sucked to see him used that way. Yeah. Yeah. Not into it. I'm not a fan. (sighs) I just have... There's so many thoughts circulating through my head right now. And the number one one right now is I can't believe I was like in love with a guy who (laughs) was a card carrying member of the NRA. Oh, wow. That should have been red flag. Number one where I I said, my. Here's the thing. Like back in the day. I'm using in love with lightly. I was not. I don't know. I almost said something and I don't even know if I agree with my own thought. I I think maybe there was a time when you could have said that there were responsible members of the NRA. But at this point, I could see that. At this point, if you're an NRA member, it's a statement. It's, you, it's a statement. Yeah, you're and you, making a bold choice. <laughs> you're supporting a terrorist yeah. organization that is now going after grieving teenagers who are fighting for gun reform. You're a monster. Don't give them your fucking yeah. money. Mm-mm. What are you doing? It, no. All right, guys. Um, ugh. 
Let's I'm end. in a bad mood now. <laughs> let's end. And let's get Rachel vertical again. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm literally like laying with my legs in Rachel, the air. Yeah, this is insane. <laughs> Although in your defense, I kind of sit that way sometimes. This way. On the little bench. It's real comfortable. It's real comfy. It's comfy. I just wanted to, you know. Yeah. Guys, let's send everybody off with some good fucking news. Good news. Good news. Guys, I, this is kind of petty good news. Okay. okay. Meaning, I don't know if it's good for, like, the collective, <laughs> okay. but it made me so personally smug and happy that maybe it'll just put a smile on your face and, I don't know. Make Let you, you dance a little. Make it, get, yeah, motivate you to do a little Take dance. Take your bra off. Shake your shoulders. So, basically, if I had to give this the good news a theme, I would say the women who were whether it's overtly or maybe secretly trying to take down Trump. <laughs> yes. So first of all, Tiffany Trump, oh. who, oh, you know, God love her. Um, God love her. I am weirdly fascinated with Tiffany Trump. She is undoubtedly the black sheep of the Trump family. Oh, yeah. Trump, which is, you want to be the black oh, sheep. Yeah, of the absolutely. Embrace it. Baby. Uh, all she wants to do is make her music. Um, and she got sucked into this political campaign. Trump very obviously doesn't love her, mm-hmm. considers her not really his daughter, yeah. but because it would have been a media scandal, he dragged her into the group with his preferred children and the chosen she, ones, as we call right. them. And she basically had to do photo ops with these siblings that she barely knows. Mm-hmm. So someone uh, spotted this the other day, and it just made me so happy. So Tiffany has an official Instagram. Ooh. <gasps> Got that blue check. Someone, some eagle-eyed follower, noticed that she had liked a collection of photos yes. of mm. signs from March for Our Lives. Tiffany, Tiff. you sly <laughs> little bitch. You sly fox. One of the um, photos she liked was a sign that said, next massacre will be the GOP in the midterm elections. <gasps> Tiffany. Oh, I love goodness. her. Okay. Oh, boy. Now, uh, you could, pr- I mean, listen. Is she a collaborator? Mm. I guess so in the sense that she showed up and wore a nice dress, put makeup on, she smiled nice. She yeah. gave a speech yeah. um, on behalf of her father. So, yeah. Yes. She's a collaborator. Yeah. But also, how fucking amazing would it be if she hates her father? She's and taking him down from the inside. Secretly what if, working oh, to undermine oh. <laughs> what if like history books will write about like Tiffany Trump single-handedly <laughs> took down the Trump administration but it's, like, thoughts like that that make me so happy where <sighs> I'm like Tiffany what are you up to mm. apparently she's like um she also is very like uh, like an, an ally if you will mm-hmm. although again can you really be if you're supporting her yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. but she like has these photos where she's like posing with a drag queen and like a bunch of gay men um, um. and stuff like that. So uh, I'm 
is it weird that I kind of feel for this girl? Because I'm like, as much as she's a collaborator, she was has also had a fucked up life. Mm-hmm. And you honestly don't know the power dynamics in that family. Yeah. And like what the repercussions of her speaking out might be not only on a personal level, on a safety level. Like, oh, totally. Yeah. There's a lot we don't know, but then there's also a lot we're speculating about exactly. her being oh, yeah. good. Um, oh, totally. Um, and but then, it's it's uh intriguing. So intriguing. And then finally, I don't know if you guys got to see this Stormy Daniels big 60 Minutes interview no, drop. I didn't. Oh. I, I love a good 60 Minutes. Isn't it great? A good 60 Minutes interview? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So I saw some people responding. I didn't get to see the full thing live. But it was one of those things where, much like Jessica Jones season two, <laughs> it was like... There was no way it was going to live up to the hype. And so much detail, so many, many details had already started to leak Leak. Mm -hmm. that by the time the interview dropped, I saw some people like womp, you know, but Mm -hmm. I have to say, um, the, the detail that she gave about, um, she uh, being threatened. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, she was in an underground parking lot. So this was after she had had the affair with Trump. And uh, she gave an interview for $15,000 to a tabloid. um, And she was in a parking lot and a man walked up to her uh, and she had gone to a fitness class. So she had her infant daughter with her. And this is a quote. And a guy walked up on me and said to me, leave Trump alone. Forget the story. And then he leaned around and looked at my daughter and said, Mm-mm. that's a beautiful oh, little girl. Oh, oh. It'd be a shame if something happened to her mom. And then he was gone. So like, this is house of cards, which I don't even like to reference anymore, but house of cards, scandal, political drama, well, you know, scary uh, shit. My hand formed a fist as you were talking. <laughs> so, you know what it actually reminds me of? And, and this fits with, how Trump conducted his business, mm-hmm. businesses, and how he's running the White House. It reminds me of the mob. Yeah. Okay. You send a tough Hun- guy to make overt threat. threats. Yeah, intimidate. Yeah. And Trump thinks he's a mob boss. That's really how he carries himself and who he surrounds himself with. He surrounds himself <laughs> with these disgusting pathetic sicko fans who have no personal lives of their own mm-hmm. they're deeply disturbed people who have like who, who really use aggressive political tactics like thug tactics like steve mm-hmm. bannon mm-hmm. um no finesse everything's a hammer you know yeah if there's one word i think i should describe the trump administration with it's finesse <laughs> right <laughs> finesse charm and just, just grace grace, grace. Oh, wow yeah so that was a group guys um what warms my heart about stormy daniels and i talked about her a bunch with by the way i saw some people taking issue with calling her stormy daniels instead of her legal name as far as i know she she likes to go by stormy daniels if i'm wrong i apologize and and please tell me but I kind of took issue with them taking issue because I was like, but that's the name that she said she wanted to go by. So shouldn't we call her Stormy Daniels? Anyway, that was a little aside. When Melissa Jira Grant was on the show, we were talking about how amazing Stormy is. And if you don't follow her on Twitter, 
rectify that immediately yeah. <laughs> follows her for me because she retweets all of her haters and is like one by one taking them down um and she's just a joy to follow but how fucking amazing would it be this is my fantasy okay everybody just indulge me that like i'm having a dream this is allison's fever dream how amazing would it be if trump's taken down by the daughter he basically threw away and a porn star oh daddy (laughs) it's time for you to go down oh i thought the, Tiffany was about to fire Trump and I was like oh it's happening okay let's okay. rewind that okay wait wait what is I, I've never listened to her interview what does Stormy Daniels look like, sound like I don't know okay I'm gonna I got it daddy you're fired <laughs> just see your regular voice I'm scared, I'm scared of her. Australian for some <laughs> reason but I know that's not right yes she's not um, Australian she is in this Donald you done? Period. And then he wakes up and he's like, Melania, I had the most disturbing dream. Melania pulls out a gun and shoots him. <laughs> Maybe not a gun. And, then, and that's how, no, that's the irony. Yeah. That's the irony. He was shot. <laughs> and that's how he dies. And then, uh, 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 what's it? Byron comes out Baron? of Oh, yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Hey, guys, again, two hours of sleep. Byron and CN, what did I call it? I don't know. CBC. And then stare at me until we were like, like CNN? CNN. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and then and then Baron destroys corporate America. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> wow. You are out cold. Wow. Allison, you're bleeding. Your head. What? Are you okay? You have a nosebleed. Oh my God. I am bleeding. Guys, I had the most wonderful dream. And you were there. <gasps> and you were there. What? And the president was there. Oh. <gasps> and none of it was real. <sighs> but it could be. Oh. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. Oh, it could be real. I guess I should add to that group of women, powerful women, Stormy mm. Daniels, Tiffany Trump. Yeah, I call Tiffany Trump a powerful <laughs> woman. Deal with it. Mm. Um, all of the, the, the girls and the young women and the women marching for gun regulation, mm. the women mm-hmm. at Hell. the Women's yes. March. Yes. Marching. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. You know the scene in Handmaid's Tale. <sighs> this, I'm going to say this so vaguely that it hopefully won't spoil anything. Yeah. Uh, where they stone someone. Yes. They're all in the circle and they're in the center getting stoned. Yeah. Can you just imagine just like a circle of powerful badass women with Trump in the middle like fucking stoning him? Guys, mm. I'm, don't I don't believe in violence. I know but you like, can't see this, but Rachel has the craziest look in her she eyes. She like, like <laughs> full on, she was like leaned back in her chair. She has leaned like the full show forward. Ending, like, and Rachel just like suddenly like leaned forward and like, <laughs> hey, imagine She this has like shit. the stance of like, <laughs> she's like elbows on knees, like full like <laughs> lesbian power stance. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about horrible <laughs> women. Do we need to remind everyone that you're a lesbian? Too? Oh, yeah. We should probably should. So when I say problematic it. gay jokes. Like hate tweets and yes, hate yes, yes. Chloe's gay. So Chloe Very can gay. say that. Rachel and I cannot say that. I can't no. say that. I can't say I that. I can half say <laughs> it. Rachel can half say <laughs> Rachel it. Rachel You can say a half hateful joke about Rachel lesbian. has half a knee. That's what she's I've got. taken half a knee. <laughs> the right side of me yeah. is right. into women. The Hell left yeah. side of me is into men. <laughs> okay. That's how it works. I'm so That's sorry, it. Rachel. I didn't mean to erase you. Um, no, thank you so much. Uh, 
but to circle back to your <laughs> circle of crazy uh, <laughs> i can absolutely imagine that and it puts a little smile on my face um can i derail for like half a second absolutely speaking of me being crazy yeah um Ooh. i was at karaoke last night and we were singing cell block tango wonderful and we uh, which, for those of you who don't know, in Chicago, it's the song, um, He Had It Coming. And all of the women in the prison tell about why they killed a man in their lives. And it was all justified. <laughs> yeah, all justified. I mean, some of it, some of it's a little petty. But other uh, guys, it's like, yeah, he should have died. So I was Pop, who's the one who kills uh, he's her husband. Because no, he's not chewing. He's popping. Poppin', yeah. Um, All right, listen. She didn't have the best reason, but also when people <laughs> chew gum really loudly, it's oh, annoying. Sometimes they should die. Or, uh, or just like chewing in general. But, like, mm, oh, loud oh. chewers. So yeah. the curse of having blue eyes is the red eye yes. insanity. Uh, so you get red eye really easily when someone's like taking oh. a picture of you. Um, so it was like very dark, <laughs> and my friend is Instagram storying me doing the monologue. And I have the craziest red eyes <laughs> and she zooms in super close as I go. So I fired two warning shots into his head and then I smile <laughs> and it's honestly the most terrifying thing I've seen of myself and oh, I love it. God, I love that song. Oh, oh it's so good. It. I used to get really fired up listening to it as a kid and now when I look back yeah. on that, it's like, oh yeah, I was a militant feminist even back then. My parents took me when I first, I came to New York for the first time when I was 10. Mm. We went to Chicago on Broadway Ooh. and apparently I sang along <laughs> To the point where the woman who played uh, Mama Morin, uh, as they were giving their bows, singles, finds me in the <laughs> audience and does like a little Aww. salute oh, to me. Yeah. And I was like, so sweet. she knows me. Oh, that's really Aww. sweet. But I thought you were going to say that one of the, the singers asked you to stop. Me too. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think I was being that loud. Okay. I think it was oh, to the she, point like, where... See you, like, mouthing along with Yeah. It. Oh, that's so sweet. I don't... Because I don't think it was being disruptive, but, like, okay. the, the people, like, next to my parents were like, it's crazy that she knows all of it. I know some people hate that shit. And, like, listen, I know if it's too loud, it's a distraction, but I loved it so much when I went to Hamilton. There were really young kids, like, quietly rapping along. Yes. Like, they knew every it's single cute. lyric. It's great. I'll appreciate it. Um, so any final thoughts before we sign off about whether it's about women, women's power? Ugh. Love them. Gotta love women. <laughs> Chloe, that's Chloe's life <laughs> motto. Gotta, Gotta love them. <laughs> Chloe Patterson. Put it on my grave. <laughs> what does your sweatshirt say? Stay chill. Stay chill. <laughs> it's a Christmas sweater. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full Christmas sweater. It has like snowflakes in a border that says stay chill. Oh my God. I think I hate you. Uh, I'm wearing real, like probably the baggiest pants I own rolled up to show two tattoos. I mean, it's you, an can outfit get man. you can no. get air right now. Uh, in my defense, uh, Two, I was with two friends who are both also gay. Uh -huh. They're like, you've never looked hotter. Those pants are amazing. And oh I was like, I hate these pants, but thank you. Thank you, you so much. <laughs> so that's our uh, closing out the good news section. Uh, Chloe looks super fucking hot. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much. Also, guys, if you haven't done so, please go follow Light Treason on all social media. Yes. Uh. At Light Treason Pod on Twitter. Uh, Light Treason News on Facebook. We're also on Instagram at us everywhere mm -hmm. there um and guys you can become a member right now if you dig what we're doing if you want to support it if you want to keep it going go to lighttreason.news all of the memberships are there 
Uh, $5 and up, you can see all of the perks you'll get. Just a reminder that if you sign up at $10 a month or higher, you'll get access to Friday's video pod. Yep, 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 yep. If you've ever been listening to Light Treason uh, and and said, damn, I wonder what they're doing right now. Or like in, when I'm vaguely Are trying Chloe's to... Are Chloe's pants hot? Uh, does Chloe look hot <laughs> Do right I now? look hot? Uh, you'll be able to see everything. You'll get to see the kitties, oh. which is a huge perk. Desi is curled up on the bed right now, <laughs> snoring mm-hmm. so loudly that it distracted Rachel to the point where like she <laughs> brought it up to me. Yes. Oh. What were you going to say? Uh, I heard Katie's and not kitties. Oh. And I just imagined <laughs> Katie Healy Worsberg, yeah. friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, like just curled up on your couch. Oh, I was gonna say she was like, peri- she's like hiding, like periodically. You're, she'll like pop she'll up. Pop up. How fucking terrifying! No offense to Katie, would it be if Katie just every once in a while peeked out <laughs> from behind a fucking corner? Honestly, oh. that's like a fun game. Like if you can pop, what? if you can, if you what? can screenshot, like find the Katie. If you can screenshot <laughs> Katie ten times in the podcast, you get a sexy Desi calendar. Oh, like honestly, how cool would that be? Oh. Man, I hope Katie's not busy because. Katie. Now she's got to do this. <laughs> All right. Maybe that'll be a game we'll play. Oh, oh we should play games. Yeah, we should play oh. games. Like pods. Yeah, that'd be yes. so fun. Oh, guys, the possibilities I'm are I'm a marketer. Endless. You are a marketer. I'm an accountant. I'll do the bills. I just realized I didn't have you guys plug your uh, oh, yeah. Twitter handles. So uh, Rachel is at uh, Real Slim Chata. But go follow my podcast, A Little Help, please. A Little yeah. Help, please. It's a little help PLS. PLS. Yeah. And Chloe is It's the Chew on yeah. Twitter. And my Insta is Chloe underscore Patterson underscore. underscore. Yep. All them underscores, baby. Yeah. Uh, I also am on Twitter at Allison Kilkenny. I'm also on Instagram, Allison Kilkenny. I'm not creative with names. I'm my like, my Instagram is Rachel Chata. Just fine. find my fucking name, yo. And yeah. guys, thank you so much for listening. And as always, remember... Get out there and cause a little trouble. A little trouble. Little trouble. Bye. Bye. Love you.